0: Stadium is second to none. The raid breaks out in Columbia. It is good. Gamecock fans welcome home. Let's see how it goes, uh, but we'll be ready to go. It's time to roost. Let's go, Carolina. It's gone! Touchdown. What a hit. He makes it in. Can you, believe Gamecocks it? Gamecocks have won this game.
1: Here are your hosts, JC Sherbert.
0: I'll watch him celebrate now.
1: My wife doesn't like hanging around losers. And Jamie, brother, I'm gonna
2: tell you, you look like you joined that. All
3: right, greetings and good morning. Welcome aboard inside the Gamecocks. The show live from the Cinerama Studios and presented. By Express Sunrooms of Columbia. JC, JB, and Phil here on this wonderful Tuesday morning. Hopefully, to get into the afternoon here before long. We'll take you until about one o'clock, and Carolina baseball is on deck tonight. They've got Charleston Southern kicking off a seven game homestand at Founders Park as South Carolina is just 10 wins shy of the magical number 40. We'll talk a little bit more about that here in the program today. Hilma Granahan is coming up in about 15 minutes. And if you haven't been around your computer or haven't looked at the Big Spur or whatever in the last probably 14 or 15 hours, uh, you're missing some some stuff. Uh, If you're a big fan of the crystal ball predictions, you missed a lot. As a matter of fact, yesterday, a couple of national analysts, everybody knows uh, Steve Wiltfong and Brian don they entered crystal ball picks for South Carolina. Last night in the VIP room, Hale McGranahan kind of followed in their footsteps with one in particular, one he'd already had. He said, yeah, you know, I tell you what, let's throw (laughs) out another couple of crystal ball picks for top players in the nation. One of them's a five-star and the other – is a four-star. And the good news for everybody who's worried about running back in the future, two of those crystal balls are running backs. Uh, so we'll let uh, Hale and J.C. fill us in uh, throughout the afternoon on, on who they are, what would they mean, why the crystal balls, and this, that, and the other, as Steve Spurrier once said. The Sports chat box, of course, is wide open, and y'all are alive and well. And we see that. So we're going to make sure that we get y'all in here uh throughout the morning and answer as many questions as we possibly can a reminder tomorrow at eleven twenty, 20 monty lee will join us uh from gamecock baseball so certainly looking forward to that conversation with him but phil good morning jc good morning i saw somebody already trying to figure out whether you'd have the visor or the hat they were both mm. dead wrong <laughs> eh. <They> were- wrong. <laughs> wrong today <laughs> you hadn't even you hadn't Saturday. even showered since yesterday, you haven't the hair hadn't moved <laughs> no i I definitely <laughs> needed a shower this morning,
4: so uh, I got up and groomed myself. You, you sometimes just feel better uh and uh took the kids to school today, hadn't showered at that point. uh the sun came up it was thirty four degrees, but they said, hey, by the time he gets about ten or eleven o'clock, it's gonna be fifty fifty five sixty today. So I got my Spencer Rattler long sleeve tee and a pair of black shorts on, and decided to, you know, dress like I was going to a cookout or something. So, anyway, that's what I did this morning. And of course, it is grilling season, and uh, I think I'm, I've got my own grilling some stuff up uh, here later today. So, I'm fired up about that.
3: Well, good news. Uh, good thing you're not flying on uh, Southwest. I know they just just lifted <laughs> it, but just a little while ago, every single mm-hmm. flight in America was paused uh, by the FAA as requested by Southwest airlines. However, uh, that, uh, it, it, appears, uh, the pause has from the FAA quote been fully canceled. Apparently there was a, uh, a technical issue. So if you knew anybody that was set to board Southwest, they're probably a little bit backed up.
4: Yeah. I got to fly Southwest here in about eight days. So yeah.
3: I'm not uh, <laughs>
4: coming down here. I, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to say anything. Uh, I, uh, I'm a loyal Southwest customer and I've, I've never, I don't want to say it. Never yeah, had a problem. Don't, Never lost a bag. I've had, flight, I've had delays before, but always have gotten to where I was needing to get. So probably, <laughs> um, shouldn't say that. So be, be, you know, that, that's kind of the thing. Smarter
3: than that. <laughs> well, we, uh, of course, leading off with, uh, with, with good news, uh, well, seemingly good news, uh, Crystal balls are not, uh, you know, they're not, they're they're predictions. None of this has actually happened yet. But, Phil, uh, today, well, really a couple of days ago, but for for South Carolina, really beginning today, folks, you probably need to start paying attention to the transfer portal departure side, much like Southwest. Uh, If you're in the departure lane of Gamecock football, you're probably going to start seeing – Some of those names arise beginning today and then uh, over the next few days. uh, There will be some deflections from Carolina football. Um, There will also be, as there always are, why is this guy leaving? Oh, my God, we're falling apart. The culture must not be what they say it is. You got to remember that there there are going to be times where coaching staffs, right, will have these conversations with their players, and it is in their best interest, to do something else somewhere else. Um, that happens at every program. Carolina is no different. JC, you and I have talked about this a little bit. Uh, there's more than likely, I would say, more than likely going to be maybe a situation or two where somebody decides to, quote, unquote, what do they call it these days, Bill? Chase the bag. Yeah. Uh, yeah go. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, somebody might be chasing the bag. Let's just hope it's not a major name. And then, um, you know, there will there will always uh, there will always be other reasons that you know family or wanting to be closer to home or whatever it is. So, I would say beginning today, you're going to probably start seeing a couple of names kind of creep out. And uh, would you agree with that, guys? Probably beginning today, throughout the week, we'll probably know about guys departing the program because this period's only a couple of weeks long. So they got to get in there. So,
4: yeah, time is of the essence to, to find a new home and stuff. And, you know, the, the, they'll always be guys that depart, that everybody's like, ah, it's not a big deal. You didn't really play a lot. And then there'll be there'll be some guys that are, like, younger, that, that you know, kind of different people had them as their favorite recruits or whatever. And they're like, oh, I hate that, hate that they left, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, and then there's going to be, you know, guys that – uh leave that are, that seem like, you know, man, you know, you're going to miss them. Uh, but, but, you know, the portal giveth and the portal taketh away. I mean, that's just kind of uh, the nature of college football these days. Uh, I would hope that given how thin Carolina is at certain positions, that any sort of, you know, taking of the bag uh, is sort of limited uh, and maybe it's somebody that's a legend in their own mind and not necessarily a really good player. Uh, that would that would be my preference uh, because uh, I, I do think that there have been instances uh, at Carolina where guys do think they're legends in their own mind and they go take the bag and maybe the bag's not what it was or maybe you know maybe they just uh, took the bag and the other school overpaid them and, and really it didn't impact Carolina all that much at all so right. uh, we'll see sort of what happens uh, with that I, I do know that for, as far as the incoming inbound. South Carolina needs, you know, depth at running back. They need to go get uh, the right guy that can fit uh, into that room. And uh, they certainly need help at edge as well. So uh, we'll see how things turn out uh, with regards to the incoming uh, as well. But uh, that's the nature of the sport these days. You're going to have unfortunate portal departures everywhere, but the good programs look at it and go, well, we're still going to be good. Um, sure, and yep. I've, I've mentioned Jordan Addison quite a bit <laughs> uh, since he kind of is from Marshawn Lloyd's area. By, by the way, Marshawn Lloyd, one reception, no carries in Southern Cal spring game. I don't know what that means, but yeah, one touch. Well, you know, I mean, I don't, I don't,
3: I don't really look much into that though, JC. I mean, uh, is he, ba- is, yeah, he up? Just, we, is, yeah, is he banged up? Do we? and so, we don't know somebody, about it. I don't,
4: yeah, I don't there's know. There's also if he's somebody or not.
1: prone to getting hurt too, so maybe. Well, if, he, to yeah, I know if he's him. injured, that is
4: important because he, you know, he needs to needs to get out there, and you know, he's got to get lathered up if he's going to make it. But uh, you know, Lloyd, uh, somebody pointed it out to me, and they made a good point too, and, I, and I'm kind of in the middle on this. JB, I think uh, if you're one of the best players on the team, you usually get the ball some, you know, in the spring yeah. game or get a carry at least from scrimmage. So. So we'll see, but, you know, I've mentioned him a lot because the connection there and with Caleb Williams and all those kids from that area, which is an area Carolina's recruiting really well in right now, by the way. Sure. And, and you know, when Jordan Addison left Pitt, the Litnikoff winner, oh, my God, the Panthers are going to be awful, blah, blah. You know, and here I am. Uh, I think the, the day South Carolina plays in the Gator Bowl, finally got healthy and was able to, to really focus and watch TV with the help of my good friend uh, White Claw. And uh, I, I'm sitting there watching Pitt uh, against a team in UCLA that always recruits in the top 15, that always is – probably out recruits circles around Pitt, go up and down the field and beat them. You know, I saw Pitt beat the crap out of a Miami team that that had, you know, a larger payroll than just about anybody. <laughs> uh, so, I, I, you know, I, I think that sometimes these things look uh, devastating, uh, especially to programs that aren't – uh, Blue Bloods. I mean, Georgia, it stings that Georgia lost Bear Alexander to the portal. Speaking of guys going to Southern Cal, um, Bear Alexander, uh, you know, what, now that he's gone, they're concerned about their depth on the D-line, you know, and you're talking about a program that was like three deep of, with studs the last two years. Um, but Georgia's going to be fine. You know, everybody's going to be fine. I mean, that, that, that's the bottom line. You just weather it and you move on. And that's why you keep recruiting no matter what. And that's why if you get a chance to take a good player, you take them, uh, you know, just to, to ward off some of this because it's – it's, you know, once that person leaves the program, it's more about what they've left behind and, and who's still there uh, than anybody that's left. And if you have good players to step in, you'll be fine. So we'll see what happens with that. But certainly it's something we're tracking. As for the crystal balls, I – I was going to follow behind Hale with some of them, but I decided to kind of wait because I want to I see what he has to say.
5: <laughs>
4: uh, but uh, I'm in agreement. I mean, I've been talking about Daniel Hill for a while now and how impressive of a get it would be. Uh, again, he's from Meridian, Mississippi, which is yeah. very close to Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Uh, you know, South Carolina hasn't exactly – they've gotten some guys here and there out of Mississippi, like DeAndre Island comes to mind from back in the day out of Tupelo, Stone Blanton, obviously, recently. But it hasn't necessarily been like a, a gravy train from over there. And there are good players there. It's just, it's just like South Carolina in the sense that they, they don't have a lot of numbers, especially qualified numbers because so many kids go JUCO. So, uh, boy, you know, you get him. That's serious recruiting. Um, Anthony Carey is a player from Tampa. I talked a while back about getting back into Tampa – uh, where a lot of good players have come from, especially during the Spurrier era. Uh, it looks like the Gamecocks have, you know, are in line to get him. He's a running back, they need, and so is Daniel Hill, They need both of them. Um, Kelvin Hunter was a crystal ball that these guys put in. I've had a crystal ball on him for him for, like, a year. So, uh, that from West Florence, no surprise. Gamecocks offered him when he was a freshman. Um, but still, it's good to see that validation or whatever. Um you know, and then then Hell stuck one in for old 2025 D lineman Amari Adams nice of Lake City. He's the, one of the next great ones out of the state defensive line-wise. So keep them coming. And then um, another interesting one that happened over the weekend is Corey Smith, our NC State insider. And, and this, to me, when you look at Crystal Ball, because so much of the guys that cover, you know, like South Carolina or whoever, you know, almost 90% of their sources usually are on that staff, which is fine, That's because that's the team you're covering, right? Well, when another insider from another market puts a crystal ball in for your team, it almost validates it, because a lot of times coaches will feel good about a kid, they think they're getting them, and then they're surprised just like everybody else. Well, it almost validates it, because that means when somebody else from another school, that means their coaches has been like, nah, hey, kid's going to South Carolina, you know, which... To me, adds another layer of validation. So Corey Smith, our NC State insider, put in a crystal ball for Jonathan Taylor, the the missile from Burlington Cummings in North Carolina uh, for the Gamecocks on Saturday, which I thought was, uh, you know, another like I said, another layer of uh, of coolness. <laughs> if you're if you think it's cool that uh, Jonathan Taylor will become a Gamecock.
3: Yeah, I mean the last few days. Yeah, it's uh, they're they're certainly rolling in, and we see in the uh, Nana's Pours chat box here some uh, Nick Eman-Warry's, uh name has come up. Uh, I'll just say this: we got to go to breaks. We have got to get Hale in. Uh, we're on a little bit of a time crunch today, but um, yes, that name has been out there. How true is it? Is it rumor mill or not? I tend to believe at this point in time it's more rumor mill than anything. So we'll just leave that there. We'll see. what I've been is. checking
4: on that since Saturday, and I've come up with the same thing. So yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah. Let's just yeah, we'll we'll squash that until there's no reason to squash it anymore. uh But uh, we will never, ever squash Hale McGranahan. He's up next on Inside the Gamecocks, powered by Electric Bikes of Charleston. These folks are incredible. iHelpConsulting.com. How can I help you?
5: today. Tony Pope State Farm has been in business for more than 30 years and can handle anything you need in the tri-state area. Once again, Tony Pope State Farm will help you mix and match perfectly. Call 843-851-2222 or visit TonyPope.com today. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.
0: The
3: real estate market has changed dramatically from just a year ago. Rates, supply, demand, All of your traditional factors are in a transition phase. That's why if you or someone you know are considering making a move in the Lowcountry, contact me, JB, at Coast to Coast Realty. I work with an outstanding support cast of attorneys, lenders, inspectors, insurance agents, and more, all of whom are valuable in helping find a way for you to comfortably make your real estate decision. That's right. Call me, JB, your Lowcountry real estate broadcaster. Traveling to cheer on the Gamecocks? Reserve your hotel stay with Fan Plans. Your booking supports Inside the Gamecocks and the Big Spur. Plus, you still earn your hotel loyalty points. Visit fanplanscom Gamecocks.
2: What's up, Gamecock Nation? This is Jakob Moore from the DMV, and you are listening to the show.
1: Welcome back to Inside the Gamecocks, the show, oh. everybody, presented to you by Express Sunrooms of Columbia. 803-446-4662 is how to get in touch with John and his team to talk about how they could potentially turn your backyard into an outdoor retreat for the summer. And, of course, the first hour of the show brought to you by Cindy Searfoss <laughs> and the Coldwell Banker Kane Realty team here in the upstate. 864-414-5271. Is how to get in touch with Cindy for all of your upstate residential real estate needs. And joining us now on the McKellar Enterprises guest line, none other than the man whose balls we love to talk about the most—Old <laughs> Hale
3: McGranahan. <laughs> Good morning, Dude, sir. Hale, I am so sorry, man. These these idiots. You just the big spurting. You, you guys have um, me.
5: <laughs> you you later.
3: I, well, they, they, to your point, Phil, he says his balls. Have I mean, dropped. they said so, they
1: don't drop, so I mean, hell, we might as well discuss. <laughs> you gonna throw them out there like that? Hell, you gotta expect people are gonna make comments. Jeez. Again, twenty percent off, free shipping, Manscape
4: code Big Spur probably still works.
1: That <laughs> may still work.
3: That code but, probably
4: still uh, works. I would guess. So, anyway.
3: But, well, a flurry hey, Hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, Phil. flurry. Phil, uh, come on, who's your vote for? Hale's clean cut hair or JC's, uh, JC's little rig going on up there? Well, first, I was very put off by the way Hale
1: looked in the screen this morning. I was like, who the hell are we talking to today? Because you, you look, <laughs> I mean, you're all shined up, man. You look good. good. Yeah, you look great. Where are you well, going to get a hot date after this, Hale?
6: <laughs> no. I, the last time I was on with you guys, one of the, the the commenters said something about why does everybody who works for the big spur look like they just rolled out of bed? I thought about putting a tie on, but I ran out. Of <laughs> They're time. talking about me and Whittle. You know that, don't you? Like Whittle,
4: Whittle, <laughs> Whittle's. Oh, well, Whittle gets on early, and, and I almost, I almost said something about. it. I was like, that's because we usually have just gotten out of bed. I was like, especially taking myself back a bit of it. I get, I get in bed a reasonable hour now, but you guys, I mean, it's, it's a grind, right? I mean, sometimes you're up.
6: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, when you have the luxury of working from home and you don't have to be presentable for, for anybody, but your spouse, uh, it's, it's hard to get going sometimes. Yeah. I, well, anyway, I mean, I, I just imagine
1: I, I all four of us have on no pants. That's how I go.
3: I mean, you, don't succumb
1: <laughs> to the winds of
3: the. I don't. I don't know if you've been drinking today or what's going on in the Upstate, Phil. But the orange fog has gotten you. The uh, the uh, shadow shadow of Mom's basement's gotten to your head. That's what that was, guy's name is. Gonna
4: it? have to have Sawyer psychoanalyze you later, man.
3: Yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, it's a good thing we got anyway, the anyway. right, let's, let's get, get, to the get the flurry. Hale created the, flurry. the stir last night. Yeah
4: he did. It's like the flurry of crystal balls, man. Um, just kind of walk us through that. You had quite a few and, and some, uh, I know you've been kind of wanting to do it lately and stuff. And you explained that, but looks like Brian Doan and, uh, will Funk going with Kerry and, uh, finally coming around on Kelvin Hunter kind of inspired you to, to, to kind of take that next step with some of these guys.
6: Yeah. Yeah, definitely with Kerry Um, and, and that was one that i Kind of considered about a month ago after he was on campus and uh, visited South Carolina for I think the second or third time, and 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 it sounded sounded to me in, in the days leading up to to when he got ready to announce his like top five or top six whatever it was, it sounded to me just based on some some of the feedback I would picked up that uh, that South Carolina was was in really good position, and and, and I almost did it again, in those days leading up to when he put out that top six, but I held off and uh, then, yeah, I got a little boost in the right direction. I guess, I guess you could say when, when Don and Wilfong put their picks in and I actually spoke to Doan on the phone yesterday after that. And I and, uh, kind of came to a consensus that uh, internal consensus, I guess I should say that, that I should join them uh, with that one. And, and I, and you mentioned the Kelvin Hunter one, which they also had, that's, that's a pick that, that I put in last December and probably could have done it, you know, <laughs> eight to 10 to 12 months before that. So, uh, so yeah, I already had that one in place. And then I guess the the, the other two that we'll probably talk about here in a second, uh, aren't as well.
3: Well, can I, can I ask you a question about the carry kid? He, uh, I, I, I don't even want to count how many, how many offers does he actually have? Hale, it looks to be like 40 offers or something
6: yeah there are are 40 listed and and some of those i'm I'm guessing are are probably schools that that wouldn't take a commitment from them now for for whatever reason maybe they've already got the running back or they you know and and not all offers are created the same um and, and without looking at it i'm sure a bunch of those offers are probably you know lower level group of five power five types of schools that uh aren't really, like, seriously considered by by him or, or most guys who are, you know, of that caliber of, of prospect. But, yeah, he's somewhere in that 40 range and, and uh, has good production to back it up as well.
3: Yeah, well, I mean, I, I certainly noticed the uh, – I mean, is it fair to say that even with the crystal ball pick, uh, North Carolina, Notre Dame, Oklahoma, and Carolina are his, quote-unquote, top fours? Is that
6: uh, – Yeah, I would think so. I'd probably put North Carolina – as that next next school, like most uh, biggest threat, but I think they've—I I could be wrong—but I think they've recently gotten a running back commitment, so that that may not be the case anymore. But but yeah, it's that that's been sort of his his lead group here for for a little while now.
3: So how do how do you, JC you and uh, um, well not Phil? I don't need any more ball talk, but JC you and you and Hale. How do you, how do y'all like this kid? I, I haven't seen much of him, uh, to be honest with you. Like, how would you evaluate him and, and what, ty- what type of runner is he and those type of things?
4: I'm not going to use the player comparison I have
3: because. <laughs> how about you? How about you, Hill? <laughs> uh, I don't, I don't have
6: a player comparison, but uh, I, I think he's, he's, he's a nice prospect. Uh, we, we at 24 seven have him rated as like an 89, I think it is. Okay. Uh, which, which I think is pretty fair. Uh, that's, High, that's a high three-star. Uh, he doesn't quite have that long breakaway home run type of speed like uh, Peyton Lewis does. Uh, he, he's not the biggest guy, not a real physical bruising type of bag like a Daniel Hill, uh, but he can he can make guys miss. He's got some good lateral movement skills, uh, and, and I think he, he, he does run fairly well, don't get me wrong. I'm not sitting here trying to say he's slow, but uh, he, he just he, a, a solid overall prospect not really you know knock your socks off type of guy but uh someone who, who certainly folks should be excited about getting and uh especially in a class that that they're trying to get two running backs uh it, it's a it's a nice start and and allows them to to kind of shoot for the moon if you will with, with their next or i shouldn't say next but they're they're upper tier type of guys uh who who are viewed as, as Higher end prospects by by a lot of folks, not not just just me. All
4: right, I'll, I'll, I'll give you I'll give you my comparison. Um, <clears throat> I think he's a a more elusive version of Kenny Miles.
3: Okay, all right. Well, Who, I like at Kenny times Miles. was pretty con- right. productive
4: for the Gamecocks, you know. So uh, Kenny, Kenny always seemed to have big games against Clemson, didn't he?
3: Yeah, yeah, he did. Well, he yeah, so. if I mean if he runs like Kenny. Kenny ran hard. You you can yeah. take some things away from him. You and, cannot take that away from Kenny Miles. And, and comparing the high
4: school films, he's a little quicker, like a little more elusive. I was going to say Jarvis Giles, but Jarvis had yeah. such good speed.
3: Oh, here break we away.
4: Well, I didn't want to start the Jarvis Giles thing because
3: <laughs> – what well, you did.
4: Number one, number one Jarvis is like a top one hundred under player. Number two, they're both from Tampa, and you're like – people are like, oh, the Tampa bust factor. I mean, there is no Tampa bust factor. I mean, they're, uh, if you kind of dug deep, you could probably find some guys Tampa that have bust, busted, but. Uh, and
3: everywhere in America.
4: Yeah, actually. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, uh, I mean, Torrey Davis is one of the most shocking things I've ever seen. The kid went from MVP in the national championship game to 08 to off the team and out of football within a year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So had him right as number one, number one player in Florida, but didn't really uh, measure those marbles too well down there, but you know, for, for, for you know, uh, guys like Steven Garcia, Stoney Woodson, we're from Tampa, certainly were good. John Dixon, who transferred out and went to Penn State from Tampa, certainly was a good player. He just left the program. Uh, but then you got like the tragic situation with OJ Murdoch. You have the Jarvis Giles. Uh, Cody Waldrop from Armwood was he couldn't stay yeah. healthy. Joe Hills was from Tampa. We remember him, don't we? Um, well, uh, Ace out? was um,
3: from Jacksonville, I think.
4: Well, then Bradenton. Aces from Bradenton, which is a little bit further down the road, but in uh, uh, Bradenton. Florida. That's right. That's right.
3: That's yeah. right. yeah. So
4: I yeah. mean, yeah, you know, Carolina, and I, I think it's hell. Okay. Correct me it. i th- I think it's positive. Like some of these areas that Carolina, and I, I'm kind of that's kind of my thing. I, 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 I'm almost it's almost like a hobby is like where do guys come from? Um, I love to track it and stuff, and you know, it, it's been kind of a little bit of uh, you know, Omari and Browns from Tampa. But it's been a while since Carolina's gone down and, you know, been in the game for um, multiple highly rated guys. And, uh, you know, Tampa's a place – you know, Carolina has a name. Um, probably cause the Well, you, you know what? This Garcia,
3: is, you know. This is kind of interesting, too, not to get too off track here, but I was talking to Steven Saturday, and he mentioned that he flew direct from Tampa to Columbia for like 100 bucks. So I don't know what that is—is is a that spirit or breeze or whatever it is—but it's quite easy to get down there now and get to to and from. It was so, like it was like, dude, it took me like an hour and a half to get here, and I drank on the plane, which that part wasn't. Pack a
4: gum with wings.
3: So yeah, <laughs> you know whatever it takes. Not probably not Southwest right now. All right. So what about Daniel Hill? You've got a, a a crystal ball in for him. Compare these two running backs, and why did you enter it?
6: Yeah, with Hill, he he was at the spring game. Kerry was not, by the way. Hill was at the spring game, and uh, going into it, he had been saying some really positive things about Carolina. And coming out of it, he he said that South Carolina was his leader for now. Uh, he clarified the the for now because things can change, I suppose. But uh, no, I, I think I think as far as they compare again, uh, Hill's a bigger, more physical type of back. The interesting thing with him is is he's. A wide receiver at his high school, for the most part, he, he plays some running back and plays a little on defense as well. Um, and, he, and his his skill set is is pretty remarkable. I mean, he's like six one, two twenty or so, but he's out there running routes and catching passes, and and he looks like a really good receiver. Like, if he was six one, two hundred pounds, like he'd probably be a wide receiver prospect. Like, he's just that fluid and that that good at, at playing that position, but you know, with that size, he's, he's obviously already outgrown it. So uh, I I really like him and what he adds from, from that physical standpoint kind of reminds me a little bit of rocket Sanders, the the Arkansas running back in that wasn't primarily a running back in high school, bigger body guy as well. Um, And so I think maybe there's a little bit of interest there that way from, from South Carolina, maybe with Dow Loggins and, being around Rocket Sanders for a couple years and and seeing what kind of a player he was. And and of course we, we watched him play against Carolina last fall. Um, So maybe kind of a loose comparison that way, but uh, a guy who, who again has South Carolina as his leader right now. And I suspect they'll, they'll be in uh, firm contention moving forward. And, And my, my pick was somewhat speculative. There, there's not a lot of, I guess fact based behind it other than, you know, he said that South Carolina is his leader right now.
4: I'll say this about Hill. He can gallop, <clears throat> gallop through you too, when he gets some and that's a, that's a great player comparison. Um, beyond the fact that rocket was a receiver primarily in high school. Uh, I, you know, I actually, South Carolina actually finished second for rocket Sanders. They wanted him as a receiver. Um, i come out of Rockledge, Florida, but uh I think that's an excellent comparison, just watching his run style. And, you know, Daniel's a long strider. He's physical, big guy. And then with the hands, with the style of offense, I think South Carolina's about to employ. I think that's that's just a bonus. Um, This is a guy they certainly need. Plus, I've said it again, Meridian, Mississippi, man. And you, you look on that offer list and Alabama's right there. That's – uh, and, and, you know, maybe he doesn't think he'll play at Alabama. Alabama. Maybe he wants to play running back. Alabama just signed, what, two five-stars and they're loaded. So maybe it's one of those. But, man, Meridian kids, boy, the, the tide doesn't let them get away too often. So I, I think uh, – and, and they've got great football there. So I, I think this would be uh, an outstanding pickup uh, for the Gamecocks. And, and, and Hale, on that note, speaking of Mississippi – all right, so is it Jody Wright, or is it Clayton White, or is it a team? Gamecocks are, like, in it for a lot of the top players in Mississippi this year. I don't know that they'll get them, but Kamarian Franklin's interested. Waller Waller's interested. Jemonta Waller's interested. You got Daniel Hill. Uh, you got a kid in Cunningham for 2025 that says South is his leader. Where where did this Mississippi stuff come from?
6: Yeah, Jody Wright has got a lot of ties to the state. Um, mm mm-hmm. He's, he's obviously been kind of in that part of the country for, for a portion of his career, worked in Alabama, and uh, has, has got some ties to the JUCO pipeline out there. But, but obviously these guys are high school level players. And, and you mentioned Waller and, and, you know, Jody Wright, area recruiter, that's how it starts, whether it's in Mississippi or, you know, wherever in Georgia, the area recruiter gets going on the guy. And, and if he's someone – Staff really likes and wants to target, then uh, it usually usually shifts to the position coach. And and Waller again uh, is is being heavily recruited by Clayton White because Carolina views him as a linebacker, even though he's been uh, more of a, a defensive end at, at at his high school. But but yeah, Jody Wright's played a big part in helping open things up that way for Carolina and and get them into the picture with with some of those guys who just rattle off and uh Then, from there again it's a kind of a group group effort a team team mentality for for the staff when they're, they're recruiting uh guys regardless of position where they're from
3: Hale, does a crystal ball mean that a commitment is imminent or no?
6: not always, like I said with daniel hill my my pick there was a little bit speculative okay um I mean even like my Kelvin hunter pick from December. Um, I, I I made that pick then because a I I knew he liked South Carolina a lot and had visited a lot to that point already, and B, uh, I, I knew that South Carolina was was starting to finally push for it, and that was why I was a little hesitant there with him because I, I wasn't so sure that they're you know going full steam ahead on him at that point. But uh,
5: no, not not
6: always. Again, it can be sort of a speculative thing, um, like Daniel Hill. Uh, he, he says they're number one, and and I know they're pushing really hard for him, and and, and really want to get him. Uh, and and as one of their top guys, there's there's someone who asked a question in the chat uh, whether the staff was pushing harder for Kerry or Peyton Lewis. And from what I've been told, is that the kind of top two guys at that position are are Peyton Lewis and Daniel Hill, with Kerry sort of being that that next tier of guy. Uh, in terms of how they thought about him as a prospect, doesn't necessarily mean they didn't want him. Obviously, they're they're they want a commitment from him, and, and it's looking like that's going to happen at some point. Um, but yeah, it's it's been uh, kind of a, going back to your question, JB. It's, it's kind of a a loose loose type of thing. Sometimes it can be. Sometimes it's not. It's not a black and white type of thing. Is what I'm trying to say.
3: Guys, could they take all three of those guys at running back? Would they take all three in one class?
6: I mean, with, with no initial counters, like since, since you're not limited by that 25 anymore, they could, I mean, conceivably they could, but I, I don't think that they're going to have that decision to make. I just can't imagine that, that, uh, that that's going to be Did an option. for get- I mean, I could be wrong. Don't, I'm not going to, I'm not sitting here trying to uh, second guess the recruiting prowess of this staff right now. I don't want people, you know, jumping on top of me saying I'm second guessing, but, uh, that that would be a tough ask. I mean it's it's uh it's a lot to ask to get three players that, at a position like running back. Two's obviously not unheard of, but three uh, especially three guys who are uh that that level of recruits. Uh not gonna happen. That, that'd be tough to do.
1: Hill right, so have I, either
6: Kerry or Hill said official visit dates yet? Not to my knowledge, no. Um they they could be, but I I haven't seen them announce and, and I haven't heard uh, one way or the other. I would, I would imagine though, they'll probably show up in June at some point.
3: Well, I, I was just about to say, I, you know, we've, we know what June has done the last couple of years for Shane Beamer. I, I this, this June, just as it stands today on April 18th, I, I just got a feeling that is going to be wild. Uh, people think they're excited now. Holy smokes! All right, um, not to look too far ahead. You know, I might not even be around in 2025 but uh, it's kind of like when they make football schedules. Oh, we're headed to Miami in 2048. Cool. Um, You did put a crystal ball in for Amari Adams, the five-star defensive tackle out of beautiful Lake City, South Carolina. What led you to that?
6: Uh, Well, he's been on campus three times this spring, probably visited for about three games in the fall. Um, You know, I – I said back in the summer when, when he got the offer from South Carolina, I could have made the pick then, but I I didn't want to do it too early because he hadn't even started his sophomore season yet and still is a little bit early, I guess, relatively speaking uh, to put in a crystal ball for him, just simply based on the fact that he's not even halfway through his high school career yet. So it's, <laughs> uh, it's, it's early, but uh you know, he's, he's been in a ton. He's an in guy, obviously. And I think Jimmy Lindsay and, and that staff has done a really good job of prioritizing him and uh, making him feel wanted and all that. And, and he seems to to really like it too. That's, that's a big thing. He, he likes the staff like Shane Beamer. And, uh, and yeah, I, again, it's, it's slightly early. There's going to be some, some, some work to do, especially Georgia <laughs> right down the road and, and, they really like him too. Like they're, they're, they're pushing pretty hard as well. And as we all know, Kirby smart, uh, doesn't want to make things easy on, on South Carolina and recruiting. And, uh, especially when it comes to defensive linemen, as, as we've seen, uh, in the past and, and a guy like Terran Ingram Dawkins, leaving from Gaffney to go to Athens. Uh, if it's a guy, guy of that caliber, then, then Georgia's going to do what they can to get him But, uh, I think South Carolina is in a good spot right now as, as they've been for eight, nine, ten months now and should and continue to be that way uh,
3: moving forward, I think. All right. Do we have any more ball talk with Hale? Or what, do you, what do you want to do? Uh, Phil, yeah. you, you tell us about the whole balls and nuts thing here.
1: Well, I believe we sufficiently explored Mr. McGranahan's balls. We could probably
4: Jeez. move.
3: Hey, <laughs> <Jeez. laughs> well, thought the goal is to keep this guy on every week, right? <laughs> It's, it's sorry. No, yeah. It's, uh, it's just, it's Phil, just come.
6: Phil, I'm it's going right. to meet too you if you keep talking like this. <laughs> That's right. Phil gets <laughs> me, by hail. me too by hell.
3: That's going to be amazing. <laughs> it'll me be too.
6: A,
4: It'll be a fun summer. So
3: I think know, it's going to uh, be but... fantastic. I guess final, I've got one final quick one here before we let you run here. I know we got to go because we got Sawyer coming up, but I'm um, I, I anticipating. Pretty, pretty much beginning today, Hale, but we'll start to hear some some word on departures uh, from the Gamecock football tarmac. Uh, would you agree with that, and do you have anything to add uh, on the transfer portal side of things for Carolina?
6: Uh, yeah, it's, it's probably a matter of when, not if. Uh, there will be some guys who move on from the program. Um, I'm not going to sit here and throw out names of guys who I think could right. be on the move or. or not not going to sit here and throw out names of guys that we have heard who, who could be on the move. Like just just not what I do at least. Uh, and no, no. and I, when, when you're when you are still limited by that eighty five scholarship number, um, you, you're, there's going to have to be some some trimming from the roster. And, and and we all know there's some positions that need to be addressed via the transfer portal this next couple weeks and end of the summer and all that. Uh, so, yeah, it only makes sense that some guys are going to have to move on. And and there's been plenty of speculation from folks on, on the message board and talking about who they think could move on and what position needs to uh, lower its number and, and all that. So I'll, I'll save that for, for everyone else. But, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I would imagine there there will be some some stuff happening, whether it's today, tomorrow, or by the end of the week. Um, you know, they, they, these guys have until the end of this month to – decide whether or not they want to hit the portal. So I'm sure get where to go. Some time moving forward.
3: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Shane is in the middle of his uh, uh post spring uh meetings so that's generally when these things start happening. All right, Hale. The you know the uh appreciate the crystal ball stuff. Sorry about Phil. And uh, your hair looks great, man. Have a wonderful week. Hey, thanks. Phil's looks good too. I like Phil. Your hair looks. <laughs> okay.
1: There you go. He, Thank you. Not one Thank in there. At the that's end. good. <laughs>
4: there you go. <laughs> All that
3: right, boys. feel better. See right. you. There you go. Thanks, <laughs> Hal. Have a good one, man. Which uh, read that column? Uh, I actually just retweeted it as well. It's a. Uh, it's up on this website called thebigspur.com. dot com. If you're not a member, you should be. If you haven't bought tickets, we'll tell you how to do that in hour two. Uh, to the upcoming NIL events and Bruin Nation, I have been to Lake City, South Carolina. I will not comment on whether I like it or whether it's a what you say it is, but I will say this: I think everywhere in South Carolina is beautiful because it's my home state, and I'll always promote it. So, I'll
4: and and, and I don't agree with la- the Lake City, Florida. I've been to Lake City, Florida too. have, have, have you been to Lake City, Florida?
3: Brooklyn? I've never been there. Oh, it's, uh,
4: it's nowhere near. It's not. You know, it, we're not talking tropical Florida here. We're talking no, no. Like, like the, the little towns between Gainesville and Jacksonville yeah.
0: where, yeah, where you're to get pulled world.
4: over. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm not so sure. I wouldn't take Lake City, South Carolina or Lake City, Florida, but yeah, uh, neither City, one is uh, an ideal garden spot. I don't think we're going to the no. art museum in Lake City, Florida or South uh-huh. Carolina to mm. enjoy some some cheeses and wines. Oh, I, I just
3: I loved driving through all of our small towns in South Carolina. I just Man, I like it, so, and because uh, I love the state. And except for some of those small towns in the Upstate that start with the letter C. All right, now we got to run because uh, Sawyer's Sawyer. waiting in the wind. Yeah, so speaking of the
4: Upstate, out. by the letter C. There
3: you go. We'll be right back. I don't know who you are.
4: I don't know what you want. If you're looking for a karaoke partner, I can tell you, I can't carry a tune in a bucket. But what I do have is a very specific set of skills. Hang up now and your IT nightmares will continue. But stay on the line and I will find you. And when I find you, I will fix it. Um, thanks. Uh, I think I have the wrong number. I'm trying to call Matt at Heritage Digital. He has a One price, low cost, turnkey solution for all my IT needs. And I'm sick and tired of my IT guy. So yeah, 843-699-1001. This is 1002. Oh, thanks anyway. Don't be taken by some IT dude that talks a big game. Give Matt at Heritage Digital
3: a call, 843-699-1001. Gamecock Nation, JB here, and I'm here to tell you about my new favorite painting company, A Couple of Painters. These guys are the best. Gamecock fans and excellent painters and by far the best and easiest quote I've received. They're licensed in both South Carolina and Georgia. They offer 10% off for military repeat customers, or if you heard it on the show, commercial and residential painting, deck, fence, and cabin staining, cabinet and furniture refinishing. They'll even remove popcorn ceilings and wallpaper, and they offer pressure washing. Find them on Facebook or call eight 801- zero three five two two six eight three two a couple of painters proud partners of inside the gamecocks the show golfers and wannabe golfers former gamecock golfer meredith taylor is now a full-time golf instructor in the midlands of south carolina
0: You no, know, no, no. From the littlest chick to the big old yeah, cock, it's a gift. Big old West
4: where's chick?
0: Danny Hill, spur, run, 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 run,
1: you run, run, Welcome back, everybody, to Inside the Gamecocks, the show live from the Sinorama Studios and brought to you by Express Sunrooms of Columbia. 803-446-4662 is how to get in touch with John Barber and his team to talk about how they can bring some more sunshine into your life this summer. 864-414-5271 is the number to get in touch with Cindy Searfoss and the Coldwell Banker Kane Realty team here in the upstate. And after a couple of weeks off, we are back with the mental edge with none other than Mr. Sawyer
3: Nix. Good morning, Sawyer. Thanks Good for being with
1: your schedule, man. <laughs>
3: yeah. Sorry about. Sorry, we're a little late. Hale was uh, dropping uh, Phil's balls, and so yeah. we oh. needed to make sure that we finished that conversation. First of all. <laughs> hey, I, I I just saw some news a minute ago. Damar Hamlin's been cleared for football activities. From a, 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 you're the perfect guy. Right in, right in time, right on time. Uh, what will what will the next few months be like for him, from a mental standpoint?
5: Mm.
2: Well, I, I think anytime you're you're back in and cleared, I think it's just a progression. I think it's taking you know what's in front of you and taking those steps along and along. Um, I think it's assimilating back into the team in a in a different way. Um, I, I think it's knowing your role. I think there's a lot of little steps along the way. I don't think it's a, you're back in it and it's all of a sudden it's, you know, it's some people may use the phrase, oh, it's like right in the back. You never forget. I'm like, well, you know, not exactly right. Um, It's not exactly that easy. So I think it will be a slow progression. I think it's like anything else. It it builds.
3: I just got to imagine like, I mean, he almost died. He pretty much did die. They brought him back. And first of all, hats off, because the guy wants to keep playing the game that he loves. And yeah. i got a feeling he's going to come back and, and play pretty well. But you just wonder at what point in time will it feel like it got real again, like, it, it, you know, where he gets popped in practice or something. And can he get over that? You know, I don't know. No, that's
2: that's very real. I mean, it's, of course, I don't know what the triggers are. Usually they're. Sometimes it can be, for PTSD, it can be a sense of smell. So it can be certain smells that trigger memories. It can be certain sounds that trigger memories. It can be certain physical sensations that trigger memories. All those things are, you know, on the table. Um, and, and I think it is, also his story adds fuel. Maybe that provides some motivation and, and some fuel to, to who he is and what he does. And and maybe some players that, live, that play a little more cautiously or, or don't, Leave it out there. I mean, he's this is a guy. You, you know, like you said, you're you're that close, and then all of a sudden now you have a new lease on life. And uh, I think it's I think it'll be exciting to see what happens and how Lucy plays. And and I think that's a great part of being a teammate. You can encourage other teammates to play loose and fast. And uh, I think that's just <clears throat> I think, like I said, we'll we'll see. Step by step, I think it will be a, a gradual thing because I'm sure there will be a moment where he will have some some thoughts pop up in his head or, or come back. And it will be, you know, does he have uh, some skills to help him get through those when they do happen? Um, yeah. I think it's uh, with clients, I always talk about is uh, kind of memories on a shelf, you know, that we can kind of put them on a shelf and we can pull them out and kind of go through them. And they're very real. So we never forget. We'll never forget. that will never be erased. It's just how do we you know, compartmentalize and how do we kind of live life through a different lens?
3: I don't know. I don't know how they do it. I mean, y'all remember like um, when Lattimore went down? How big of a deal? I mean, this happens in football. This happens in any sport all the time, baseball, but right. it doesn't matter. But, but like, uh, you know, just to use a, an an easy example here, the Lattimore situation and, um, and the whole conversation was at what point in time will he be, he be healthy enough to to be full go. To be full we're talking about a knee. You know, it just right. happened with Marshawn Lloyd. It was like, oh, you know, uh, he just hadn't really been able to cut it loose or he's been a little scared. He can go, but he just mentally he isn't there to be able to cut it loose. We're talking about a knee. I'm not talking about yeah. your heart. Yeah, you know, right. I just don't I don't, I don't see it. I don't know how he ever does. I don't know how he ever totally overcomes that and just plays as freely as he once did i just i don't see it
2: it's i mean we we don't know until they do it and and he may go and he may just decide you know what Uh, it's not worth the risk and and he has to make those decisions every every athlete after they experience injuries or, or challenges they have to experience they have to go through um you know rehabilitation and and sometimes for some people it's 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 too much. And they're like, you know what, I'll, I'll just have a different role in football or I'll, or I'll play, you know, a, a different, um, you know, aspect, just something else. Maybe it's office work, maybe it's coaching, you know, whatever. Um, and so certainly you'll have to figure that out. Um, so yeah, I, I, saw, certainly saw the videos and when that happened and certainly it shook up his team. And I think every time those things happen, it, it forces us to reflect, you know, um, our lives, and and certainly athletes, it forces them to reflect me. I think that's something that I encourage all athletes. When I meet with athletes at the professional level, it's, you know, sure, maybe your next couple of meals are based on your performance, but even beyond that, you know, is there life beyond sport for you? And that's a very serious conversation I have with all the athletes I work with in knowing that. Hey, we can be great at whatever sport or whatever position you want to be. We can work on that. We're going to get our uh, sleeves rolled up. We're going to get after it. But after that, I need to make sure that you're going to be okay as a person. You know, we're not guaranteed tomorrow. We're not guaranteed that you're going to have a a full season, um, great stats. So where are you? And And I simply ask that question and force them to think about that. And some handle it better than others.
3: Sure. Yeah. That's like the what we just said a minute ago, JC. When they they create the. Uh, uh, oh hey, Carolina is uh, headed to Miami in twenty thirty five. I'm like twenty. I, <laughs> I haven't thought ahead twenty minutes. That's that's in sixteen years. Actually, that's, that's actually coming up. Uh, it's twenty twenty six. So
2: we're starting. Yeah. to What well, is my now? Ol- it's Uncle it's Phil already. will be getting his AARP card.
1: Oh, that's right. That's right. I can't wait. I'm ready for discounts.
2: Give me that ten percent off the
1: coffee. Yeah. <laughs> the
2: but coffee. With Hamlin,
1: I'd be more worried about him suffering structural damage at this point, like taking injuries to the body other than his heart, because he's tentatively playing. And if you're not playing, if if you play tentatively, you have tendency you to get, get hurt, hurt in other.
2: Right.
3: fashion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm with you.
2: Well, uh, yeah, and that's where it's working up to that. He has to work up to that. And I mean, I think that's part of part of the educational piece is is knowing that. Just what you said. it's like, hey. We're not going to be hundred percent day one, but you got to work up to that. And I can't, as a as a coach, you can't have them in a position to where they're kind of on the fence. I mean, you got to know the plays and be firing off or, or not. So.
3: I'm sorry, it's Virginia Tech in 2035. That's when uh, we get to go to Blacksburg. Oh yeah. man,
4: play them in Atlanta in 2025. So. I'll, I'll be 50. <laughs> we'll go there for your fiftieth, JB. That's right. There's, right. A That's right. <laughs> there's a bar I went to Blacksburg one time for a Hokies camp. Uh, Shane was actually an assistant there, and I went up for their camp. I was running their site for twenty four seven. I had some time to kill, so went out to where the kids went. Right, I think it's called the attic or something like that. If, if Chris Payne from Nana Sports is on here, he'll know what I'm talking about. I had a blast. I was the oldest guy in there. I was only 35, but I was in there. I was the oldest guy in there. It was pretty fun. Uh, and they got this place with really good chicken wings. Other than that, Blacksburg's a lot like Clemson. Uh, in the mountains. It's, well, kinda, it's, it's more in the mountains than Clemson. I've heard but, Blacksburg's uh, beautiful. That's great. Well, uh, I mean, if, so you you're saying, if you weren't a South Carolina fan, you'd think Clemson was pretty gorgeous, right?
1: No. But the area surrounding Clemson, the town itself is, you know, the university, so uh, I don't.
4: yeah, I know. That's uh, yeah.
1: there's a lot of great right,
4: enough about is. that. All right, so it's kind of like, like cold trickle from Days of Thunder, right? Oh yeah,
3: <laughs>
4: <laughs> remember went through the smoke. That's, that's it. You just got to get over that hump. and Once you do it, I think, I think you'll be yeah. fine. Um But I'm with, I'm with Jamie too. I think it's a little bit unprecedented because most say he doesn't, man. Yeah, most guys that have stuff like this happen with their heart or whatever, they just they retire. You know. That's it. Right.
3: Of course, so, if I had Nicole oh, Kidman walk in as my doctor with nothing on that jacket, I would have got it out there and raced too. I've been fine. But, <laughs> Guns and Roses. You know, and see, that's the first Zora's physiological playing. test for you there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Still, I'm, t- I'm talking about uh, Nicole Kidman without. Never mind. All right,
4: sorry. So you got something to give away next week? A ticket to the event? Am I correct? Yes. In saying that?
2: So uh, yeah, oh. either this week or next week, I do have a ticket to give away to the event. So. Um, I need to figure out how to, I guess, logistically do that. I'll I'll give, I guess, gathering the answer is the biggest challenge. But here's the question. There's no special follows, no special rules, with the exception of, and we got to gather a response, but give feedback as to what is something someone wants to see on the mental edge segment. So a topic, uh, suggestion, or... Something they strongly liked or disliked. So, in other words, constructive feedback, not the show's good or the show's bad. I'm just looking for some. Be specific. specific. Constructive feedback. Specific. And that's so they get. That, are they
3: emailing us? Or are Well, we... that's
2: what we got to figure out. But oh, okay. that's that will okay. be the criteria to uh, enter into the prize to win a ticket. So, I will be in Columbia next Thursday. I'll be the, at the event. Look forward to meeting everyone there. And uh, so it will be a, a ticket up for grabs.
3: I cool. would say why yes. don't we
2: Why don't we just go ahead and say, uh, and we'll, I'll
4: forward these emails to you. Go ahead and okay. email inside the Gamecocks at gmail.com. Get that feedback into the I Help consulting mailbag and we'll bundle it all up and send it to you, uh, get it to you through the weekend. Then you can pick one and uh, we can rock and roll next Tuesday. Great.
3: With it. Huh. Yeah. You. yeah. So, we'll, we'll right, a, so we'll create a, a graphic for that phil we got yeah,
4: free ticket that, feed free ticket feedback right so yes. uh, what do you like dislike hate about the oh, mental wait. edge i would Wh- be what do you going say?
3: down that road if you tell someone to tell you what they dislike you're gonna get a laundry list of uh you <laughs> hey, hey, i've hey, asked no, that, no, that right. question before <laughs> i got right. one that they said they just disliked me matter of <laughs> fact
4: we just don't like you jimmy at all
3: <laughs> i can't hear you No, 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 not not
5: on this game. This is on ESPN. It was called
3: the JB Show. I responded, well, then why are you listening? (laughs) (laughs) All right,
2: sorry. You have a great afternoon, buddy. All right, y'all too. I'm also giving away uh, for the event and um, giving away a session either as a, a door prize or whatever. How are we figuring that out? Drawing. So a session with uh, somebody, either if they want to work on their golf game or selling more houses or whatever they want to, to work on. Um, so that'll be one of the, the giveaways or raffles as well.
4: So Yes. If you want the mental edge, show up to the uh, event uh, or get a rain check bag because uh, there's more prizes that are going to yep. that, too. If you can't make the event you buy a $50 ticket and uh, i'll send you the signed items and the door prices and the gift bags and all that because the only thing you want gets the barbecue but you still support the good calls all right sorry appreciate it bud all right see y'all
3: hi guys thank, thank you. you there you go all right 1202 hour one is in the books we are painted turn it in black by a couple of let me paint com. Speaking of the great state of South Carolina, they paint the whole thing and Georgia. So if you need a room, a home, inside, outside, fence, stained, concrete, painted, anything you need painted or stained, let me paint com. A couple of painters, Tristan still, Tristan's the man. I don't know if he's in here today or not, but uh, we certainly appreciate him. Appreciate Sawyer and Hale for joining us in hour number one. We are headed for a break, but have no fear. Hour two is here on Inside the Gamecocks, the show.
0: What's up, Gamecock fans? This is Pitcher Noah Hall. If you want some delicious food for your event, I
1: suggest visiting nanasports.com today to find out what they all have to offer. It's really good southern cuisine based out of Charlotte, my hometown. I hope you guys go check it out. Go Cox and go Nanas.
5: in MLS 2229 lonmls MLS 1772182
3: Electric Bikes of Charleston offers the most fun you'll ever have on two wheels. The home of Oventon, Velotric, Magnum Bikes, and more, they sell to consumers all across the state and offer outstanding warranties and service after the sale. Their electric bikes are equipped with five levels of pedal assist plus a throttle so you can ride longer, handle the heat better, but still get great exercise. Bikes are available for all ages and sizes. Visit electricbikescharleston.com or stop into their store in Mount Pleasant if you're in the low country. Electric Bikes of Charleston, powering inside the Gamecocks, the show.
0: Welcome to TravelingCountryClub.com, your modern golf club experience. Hey folks, this is Michael Manis, former Gamecock golfer, inviting you to play more golf with a membership to TravelingCountryClub.com. With over 40 courses across the Carolinas, our membership provides you with an affordable way to enjoy a club-like golf experience. From the mountains to the coast, we offer golf courses that will challenge all types of golfers, no matter your handicap level or level of play. Plus, we offer unique membership benefits not seen anywhere else as part of Traveling Country Club. In July, we're excited to bring you the third annual Plunder on Polly's two-day golf tournament with rounds played at Caledonia and True Blue Golf Courses in the heart of Polly's Island. Head to TravelingCountryClub.com to register for that event. And it is not exclusive to TCC members, but to become one, you can sign up and bring to life for your golf game. See it up with Traveling Country Club, TravelingCountryClub.com, TravelingCountryClub.com, proud partners of Inside the Gamecocks, the show.
4: This is Zachary Davis from Carolina Hoops, and you're watching the show with JB, JC, and Phil. Go
1: Welcome back, everybody, to Inside the Gamecocks, the show presented to you by Express Sunrooms in Columbia. Give John and his team a call, 803-446-4662, to talk about how they could potentially enclose a porch or a patio for you to enjoy your summer bug-free.
3: A reminder, tonight is uh, the opener of a seven-game homestand for South Carolina baseball. It is Charleston Southern. Pitch is at uh, seven o'clock, and and Carolina, as of last night, had not announced a starting pitcher. Um, I think it'll end up being Dersenbeck, and I'm sure he'll be on a count because they play Florida on Thursday. I, I got a feeling, and I there's no easy way to do this when you've got um, when you. Or, you know, you have to schedule – well, you don't have to schedule 56 games, but that's the most you can schedule, and everybody does for the most part. I've got a feeling if next year the SEC, you know, especially since South Carolina is having a good year and they're really trying to push these TV Thursday nights, i got a feeling um, Mark Kingston is going to be a guy probably amongst many coaches. That start pushing back on a little bit of this, because everybody um, like everybody is so uh, cr- you know structured with how they handle their pitching staff now, you know, how many innings and and trying to protect arms, especially teams like carolina who've who've had a lot of uh, a lot of injuries, a lot of injuries that caused really tough times. And now here we are. You're coming off of a road trip to Vanderbilt. And you got to play on Tuesday night against Charleston Southern and 48 hours later, you're playing a top 5 series against Florida. And you're down a, a pitcher, Noah Hall. I can assure you they'd probably like to give these guys some rest. You know, and and I think Florida's got a midweek game too, but I'm just saying I I think, you know, I I understand it and I appreciate TV for wanting to provide games on Thursday nights outside of just Easter weekend for all of us to watch. But I think some of these coaches are going to start saying, hey, we've had enough of this. If we got to get games in the midweek, then we're going to play Friday through Sunday, maybe except for once a year. But Carolina's doing it like four times. It's kind of kind of crazy.
4: Yeah, and they need to figure it out too. I mean, you know, just about every game streams, and that's fine, and I, I understand it. But it's kind of like Monday Night Football. I mean, it's okay to disrupt it once or twice during a season, but when it's half your series, I mean, it can kind of throw things off, especially in this sport where rest is so essential for a pitching staff. So uh, I would, uh, I would be in agreement with you there. And I mean, the league's getting bigger. Um. I guess we won't have Texas and Oklahoma next year. It'll be the next, so uh, yeah. you know it'll be interesting to see what the feedback is from Norman and Austin as well on that subject. So, uh,
3: yeah,
4: um, I, I'm kind of with you there. It, uh, you know, well, and, and then and then the stupid rules too. I mean, like the the whole
3: uh, you yeah, get know, away Free the, the way if, if you
4: have weather, you're screwed on a Sunday. I mean, I don't know. So it's uh uh, this well, I, don't, I, I
3: don't understand. I mean, I like I know college baseball better than I know how to walk and chew gum. Um, and I don't I've never I've I've obviously been told reasons why and stuff, but like they really essentially the, the reason that they were there in the first place was for travel and school because college baseball, you know, you didn't really fly much. They don't all fly much. They only get. It's different at certain schools, but I think Carolina once a year can fly. So you pick the longest trip, but I got news for you. You're still going to have some tough, long road trips on buses, right? So they want to make sure that people get home. Well, I mean, I mean, dude, weren't they all doing school virtually during the pandemic? Like, if you need to stay and play a game, like, stay and play the game, I, I, I don't – I don't understand it. I yeah, mean,
4: it, it, it's weird.
3: Like, there's a lot of ways that you can do it. Well, and and not to, not to, you know, gripe and moan too much here, but, like, while we're on the subject, you know, how many of these games are they moving to Thursday for TV? Which, again, is fine. I love watching college baseball on Thursday night. It's fun. And they usually have pretty good games. But put the broadcasters back in the booth. You know, it, again, you know, it just seems – it seems squeak, you know, square peg, round hole, gimmicky. I,
4: in college baseball, the the governing bodies, it just seems like they're like the the, the they they won't they want to say no. It's just all about no, always no, no, yeah, no, 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 and it's yeah. like <laughs> it's 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 like they're they're there to put restrictions on the sport, and that's about it. So, yeah. Not cool like at all, 100. but not surprising. I mean, yeah, I know they're approving The third yeah.
3: coach, I mean, they're getting there on that. It's great. but
4: And for a sport that, no, it's not nationally relevant, but it's 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 getting there. You've had some Big Ten schools do well, you know, our Midwest schools, Michigan Notre Dame recently. Uh, of course, their coaches left. <laughs> I don't blame them. Uh, they took the Florida State and Clemson job. That's fine. But, uh, I, I, you know, you've had some schools that have done well. You know, it's – It is going to be more SEC-dominated once those other two programs come in just because, um, you know, people talk about football all they want. Baseball. Uh, Baseball is – baseball and men's basketball are going to make it sick. I mean, it's – because those
3: two
0: are
4: very – they're more – I mean, Oklahoma obviously is very consistent before last year in football, but uh, Texas has had problems for years, and so I I don't – I don't necessarily think the rest of the league is going, oh, God, it's Texas and Oklahoma in football. But I think in baseball, you're going, oh, God, it's Texas and Oklahoma on top of LSU and everybody else you have to play. So,
3: well, and, so- um, and softball, too. Those, I mean, the yeah. softball, like you might as well just put eight it's regionals over. in softball in the SEC every year when they add those two because that's pretty much what it's going to be anyways, maybe outside of like UCLA. I mean, it's, it's – yeah, it's ludicrous. Um, I know we got some, still some football stuff that we want to get into, but I, but I'll say this real quick while we're on baseball too. And this is this is beginning to those that wanted to talk about it a month ago. I will say I, I wasn't really willing to because you just don't know. Now it's time when you start looking at the postseason. What is it going to take? And this, that, and the other um, for South Carolina being at thirty and six, they've got nineteen games left. 10 and 9 down the stretch is going to secure you a number one seed. Whether that secures you a top eight seed, I don't know. We'll find out. I will say this. It is very rare, very rare, to be a 40-win team in today's world of college baseball in this league and not be a top eight national seed. Um, so, 10 and 9. Think about that. That's 500 ball down the stretch. Win your Doncons and uh, you got four of those which means which means basically win six more games in the league, which gets you to sixteen and fourteen. Anything above that, let's say they, they finish twelve and seven in their last nineteen, guys. Uh, I, I don't I don't think I don't think there's much of a debate. I think it's just a matter of where they fall in that top eight, South Carolina, and that would secure them home field advantage. Um, especially if you – these seven games you've got coming up, if you go 5-2 and two and you're 35-8, and eight, you're uh, – yeah, you're, you're going to start feeling pretty good about, about where you're going.
4: South Carolina's number two in the RPI behind Kentucky, which is number one. Right. Kentucky has the number one strength of schedule in the country. Uh, but that RPI, Kentucky 1, South Carolina 2, LSU 3, Wake Forest 4, Arkansas 5. Virginia six, Vandy seven, NC State eight. They're not going to have six out of the eight teams as top eight seeds, most likely. Coastal Carolina is ninth in the RPI. Right
3: now, yeah, uh, I,
4: which is interesting.
3: I don't think they'll they could squeeze in as a top sixteen. They're not a national top eight. Um, I yeah. think if you if you stopped the bus today, JC, and you said who our who are our top eight national seeds. Um you're talking about LSU, you're talking about South Carolina, you're talking about Wake, Virginia, uh, Arkansas, Vanderbilt, uh, and then from there, um yeah,
4: maybe Florida.
3: Yeah, like I, I think that there's a real chance the SEC gets five of eight. In the, in the top eight national seats, because like i, I i'm just not you know what John said yesterday is right they're not going to give you x number six seven whatever it is he's not wrong about that, I agree with him they're not, but it doesn't also mean that they sh- that it doesn't mean that they that they shouldn't like yeah if yeah, i mean but... i mean let's just be honest like if the top i don't care what league it is, if the best eight teams in the country are in the same league which you you just pointed out a second ago that Oklahoma and Texas are coming to this league and that could actually be the case one day in 10 years or 15 years or something where the best 8 teams in the country all reside in one league then I'm sorry that's the, the point of having seating is not to spread games out across the country the point of having seating is to reward the teams that earn that seed. That's the point. And, like, that, I get lost in this every year because there's always one. Always. And, I, you know, it could be a Notre Dame. It could be, uh, you know, d- no disrespect to any of these teams, by the way, but it could be a Notre Dame. It could be an uh, Arizona State or a Southern Cal or an Oregon or whatever it is where you go, you look at their record, and you go, okay, they're forty and sixteen. They've had an outstanding season, and by that by that number, they deserve it. They, maybe they won the Pac twelve or, or whatever it is. Okay, that's fine. But then when you actually do a little bit more research and you figure out when I mean, they didn't beat anybody outside of their own league, their own league wasn't that good. Their RPI is you know twenty eight, which is a great RPI. But is it worthy of being a top sixteen seed or a top eight seed to be able to spread out some of these regionals or whatever it is? No. But they end up getting the nod just so they can not have teams going all over the country. Basically so they can, it's, it's almost like politically correct, geographically politically correct. And, and I just think it's a big bag of horse manure. I've always thought that. Like, if you're the best eight, you're the best eight. If you're the best 16, you're the best 16. That's why you get that seed. So I, I do think right now, if you if you said today, will the SEC get five? I think it's impossible to say no. Because there's no way that South Carolina, LSU, Arkansas, Vanderbilt, Florida, or Kentucky, of those six, there's no way that five of those six wouldn't deserve it, if not all of them. And then you're from there, you're filling in the gaps. I think East Carolina's got a real shot to do it down the stretch. Um, and, um, and then probably somebody else who's already in double digits from a loss standpoint. It might be NC State. I don't know. But there's going to be a lot of teams from from our neck of the woods. I don't think the West is going to be heavily represented this year. No, and I was going to
1: say, think about how flimsy the argument is if you're looking at it from a geographical standpoint this year. I mean, you don't get a team outside of the Southeast until you get to Stanford at 13 in the RPI. So why not make it the top eight, period? Because it's not like you're getting any more eyes on screens. You're not – Helping anybody or, you know, giving anybody a leg up, but you literally from Kentucky all the way down to Miami (laughs) are all within, you know, an 800 mile radius
3: of each other. So, well, and, and Phil, like to your point, all right, let's talk about Stanford. So they're on the West coast having a great year, right? 23 and 10, 13 in the RPI. You know how many quad one wins they have? Four. Uh, Four. Yeah. Okay. They have four. All right, Uh, they have, I just pulled it up, they have nine in quad two, but here's the thing, they're 23 and 10, they're 13 and nine, quad one, quad two, (laughs) okay, so they've lost three games more than the Wildcats of Kentucky, who are number one in the RPI, but they are 20 and six in quad one and quad two opportunities, 16 and six in quad one, the Gamecocks Are 15 and six. They're 13 and five in quad one. So you're talking about, again, to the point of the SEC. I didn't mean to hijack what you were saying there. No. But like Kentucky's got 16 Q1s. Carolina's got 13. LSU's got 10, 15 between one and two. Um, Arkansas's got 11. Vanderbilt's got 14. Florida's got 10. Name one other team in the country that's got double digit quad one wins. There's only one, and they are absolutely deserving of a. Top eight, and that's Wake Forest uh, at thirteen and four. But nobody else in the nation has double right now, as we stand today. And there will be others that that's coming. And remember, all this changes, so the numbers will change, and they'll work out. But like as it stands today, that was the point of the conversation. You, it is an easy sell that five, if not six, of the top eight national seeds should come out of the southeastern conference. They would be hosed if they if it didn't.
1: Yeah. No, it, it would be absolutely, you know, just mismanagement. I mean, when you're talking about quad one, quad two, just even looking at quad one, quad two opportunities, I mean, coastal has more total quad one, quad two opportunities than Stanford and they're a sunbelt team.
5: Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Mean, you know, so where's your justification going to come from there?
3: <laughs> yeah, I, exactly. Yeah, exactly, man. I mean, I, it's, you got to Stanford, right? Um, I'm I'm just looking at Warren Nolan. I mean Stanford and Oregon are kind of right there neck and neck, but yeah, you they're can actually really close. Mm-hmm. you can make the argument that Oregon. Well, it's not even yeah, actually it's not an argument to me. Oregon has a better resume than Stanford. Forget the one spot lower on the RPI. Um, they've got 13 Q1 Q2 combined victories. Um, so to Stanford, but Oregon has eight of their 13 in quad one. And, quite and there's, years, there's better competition. There's, mm-hmm. Strength of schedules at six. Yeah,
4: yeah. it's a, it's unfortunate with Stanford. I mean, look they they didn't they didn't duck. I mean, uh, Cal State Fullerton is not kind of as good as historically they've been. there 53rd. They played a three game series at Cal State Fullerton. Rice obviously used to be a powerhouse. They're 113th of the RPI. Three game homestand with Rice. Um, you know, you got the Pac-12. They have a four game set. At Oklahoma, unfortunately, Oklahoma this year has got an RPI in the 70s, and they're uh, they're hovering around 500, and Stanford dropped two of those games. Uh, they play Texas Tech in a two-game set. They're 19th in the country. So Stanford, you know, and, and this is where kind of sometimes things get tricky with, with the RPIs and all sports is that schools, you know, schedule with best intentions, and then all of a sudden – what happens if the three name schools on your schedule go to go kaput? And, you know, you can't make up for it. I mean, that uh, like that happened with South Carolina and with the NIT and basketball that year, yeah. which yeah. I think was a blessing because I, I think the hunger the Gamecocks played with the next year in the tournament was kind of facilitated by all of that. But, um, you know, uh, he, Frank scheduled St. John's. He scheduled DePaul. He had a tournament scheduled where Florida State was on the opposite of the bracket. They got upset. Um, he, he scheduled Memphis at home. He had Clemson. It it wasn't like, you know, the first Darren Horn year where, you know, you didn't even know the names of the, you didn't even know who they were playing outside of Clemson until they got the sec play. Uh, you know, so I I think it's one of the things when you, when you talk about things that and and look, the committees are always unforgiving with it because they're like, the numbers are the numbers. But in, in the case of Stanford, just glancing at their schedule, man, I mean, they, you know, the Pac-12 always has really good teams, and then they took it a step further by scheduling road trips to Fullerton and to Norman, Oklahoma, and having Texas Tech come to the Sunken Diamond and all that. So uh, it's just kind of an unfortunate year for them. Uh, and I'll let you know, looking up Carolina RPI, in case we're wondering about some of those smaller teams that Gamecocks played earlier, yeah. lowest uh, RPI that I've come across, I may be missing one, uh, is UMass Lowell at 182nd, yes. which is not bad. Keep in mind, there's 300 spots.
3: Well, uh, I think Queens, Queens. Queens, but as it pertains uh, to I series, Queens. You're
4: right. yeah, I forgot Queens.
3: Yeah, uh, but but, but yeah, you're you're not wrong though. You're not wrong. If you lose the Queens game, it hurts. But when it, yeah. you're right. When it comes to the series, that's the lowest. And actually, yeah, it's really was not-
4: 179. Uh, somebody's middleweight against Winthrop 139. Tonight's opponent, Charleston Southern, 111th. My alma mater, SCF State's ninety-seven. That's a pretty good RPI for them. Charlotte's so so they have not lost to a team with an RPI below fifty-two because Charlotte's the lowest at fifty-two. Right. Clemson forty-two. Um, who else did they lose to? The Gamecocks. They lost yeah, to. Vandy uh, and LSU. Vandy and, and LSU's are three and, and seven, State. and Mississippi State, which I didn't, I didn't look at theirs, but I'm pretty sure it's in the, near the top because uh, they've they've Mississippi it's State's really twenty-four. Turn
3: yeah yeah they, talking- they've
4: turned it around yeah.
3: Yeah, I mean, like going back to the start of the season, that that was we had this conversation before yeah. the Georgia series of like, <laughs> quit looking at LSU. You you've got every game in this league, th- this will matter in your resume. Here here's the proven moment. We're, we're halfway through the for the league season. Everybody, you know, remember the remember the talk. Oh man, God, if we can just do good, we can get to that LSU series. Okay, well, as it pertains to being a fan and you going and wanting to get drunk and cheer them on, that's great. But, like, as it pertains to the actual success of the baseball program, there is not an off week in this league. Don't look at a record. I'm telling you. Like, you got to look at you – know you've got to look deeper and understand when you go on the road in the SEC, it's going to be a quad one opportunity. And, you know, you look at uh, the fact that they went to Georgia and they swept them. Then they beat Missouri. We know they got off to a good start. They've struggled since, but they're still top 25 in the RPI. These, those are both – as it stands right now, if Georgia can get going a little bit, they're going to be a tournament team. Missouri's a tournament team. Mississippi State, can you believe it? They're actually back in the comp. They're five and ten in the league now. They've taken their last oh, two yeah. series, so they're back set. in the conversation.
4: They set a record for a crowd. The, the baseball Egg Bowl, yeah, sixteen thousand <laughs> <Yeah>. seven hundred. <laughs> right, I'll tell you that 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 rivalry is underrated. I mean, people think, well, you know, Clemson, Carolina, small states, all they've got, no pro sports. Mississippi, Mississippi State is really all they've got. I mean, oh, like, no they, yeah.
3: There,
4: there's no, Great there's ride, no man. border. I mean, you know, LSU and and Bama don't take Old Miss or Mississippi State seriously, and, and and you could say South Carolina, Georgia, whatever. But uh, in that state, that's all they got. And so that was a, a big yeah. crowd out there, and yeah, they're into it. I know we got to get to a break. I did want to tell uh, Reformed Manho <laughs> in the chat box. Uh, that, that, uh, that Winthrop game is on May the 3rd, which is my fiance's birthday. So that's, uh, that's oh. he, Wednesday, May oh. the 3rd, he asked when At the Winthrop. game comes, we're going to go play Winthrop and Rock Hill. Cause he was going to get a
3: Yeah. And that's one of that's another tickets, one of those, yeah. uh, we got to go to Rock Hill in May. Oh God. Come on. <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah, exactly. So May 3rd is when they go to the, go to the thrill rock thrill. Uh, and let me, let me get this too real quick. I, Lee Croy's getting banged on because of what happened this weekend. Well, let's give him another couple weeks. He had only made four, five errors all year going into the series. Um, and we mentioned this yesterday with the widow. I, you get on that turf. I don't care what people say. Oh, it gives you a better bounce. It doesn't matter if it gives you a better bounce. It gives you a different bounce as well. And when you get out there and you're used to doing something and then something else, you get domed up. He had a horrible weekend. I'm not saying he did it, but nobody knows that better than him. And he's he has been, with all the infielders this year, you can make the argument he, he's he been the best one. I don't think he has been now that you include that series. I think you'd have to give the tip of the cap to Wimmer, but you could have made the argument before that series. So I, I think he's going to be just fine. Give him another uh, week or two, and, um, and I think uh, you'll see more out of Talmadge LeCroy that, Is good than bad, that's for sure. All right, uh, it is time for a timeout. We are powered by Electric Bikes of Charleston, com, powering our program, but also many of you all across the state, as folks travel from everywhere, when they're looking for a good bike, that's where they go. It's not really a secret. They are moving them faster than anybody within our borders. Uh, electricbikestharleston.com, Aventon, electric magnum bites exceptional warranties exceptional service whether you're coming from the upstate whether you're coming from the grand strand or somewhere from the midlands or just right here in the low country wherever it is electric Bikes of charleston is powering all of you if you go to their website first and maybe give michelle wilkins and her staff a call they can find exactly what you're looking for ElectricBikesCharleston.com. they also of course uh, are owners with Charleston fitness equipment, maybe you want a home rower, or maybe you've got some type of commercial business that you need to strap something in, whatever it is, they're loaded with that stuff, too. It's awesome. Right in front of the town center in Mount Pleasant, so get you something good to eat and head over there and get shopping, Com. Hope I see your question. We'll give you what we know about Will McGillis when we return on Inside the Gamecocks, the show.
4: If you're in the upstate of South Carolina and are in need of residential real estate services, Cindy Bass Foss of Caldwell Banker Kane is for you. Ask her about the village at Creekside, all of her listings in my hometown of Spartanburg, South Carolina, right there on Daniel Morgan Avenue, married to a lifelong Gamecock fan. And many of our listeners have already bought homes from her and been 100% satisfied with the detail and care she uses. Cindy Sirfoss, 864-414-5271, Caldwell Banker Kane, in the upstate, for your real estate needs. Coach Joe here, and when I'm not eating average jambalaya or celebrating endless summer in Destin, I like to eat pimento cheese straight off the bucket. Mmm. And the only pimento cheese I like to eat is from Nana's Porch. It's award winning, it'll melt in your mouth, it's good on a cracker, it's good in a bowl, it's good on a piece of bread. Also, don't forget Nana's Porch has a hell of a food truck. It's award-winning as well, and they're here for all of your catering needs. So get online, nanasporch.com. It's mm good. Coach O, signing off. Endless summer. Go Tigers.
3: Columbia, and go Game
4: hey man, are you sick and tired of your business computer guy?
1: Yes, he takes forever to call me back and doesn't always respond to the requests.
4: Yeah, same here. I'm paying him good money. I constantly have issues, and I'm worried he's not backing up my network and securing it properly. You know what, Phil? Let's ask Stoneblatton.
2: Hey JC and Phil, if you want a solution to your IT problems, give Heritage Digital a call. Our boy Matt Odom has a low-cost, one-price solution that will get you running right. Call 843-699-1001 or heritagedigital.com and ask for Matt. He will hook you up today and tell them stone singing. This is Freshman All-American, Nicky Memorial
4: of the Carolina Gamecocks, and you are listening to the show with J.C. and Phil.
1: Welcome back, everybody, to the Sonoranma Studios, inside the Gamecocks, the show here. Sorry, I got distracted by reading the chat box, so <laughs> y'all are going pretty good in there. Express Sunrooms presents a show, 803-446-4662, so, had to get in touch with them, and Hope brings up Bill McGillis, correct? I think it was Hope. Y'all are, y'all are talking too much. No. <laughs> No, I love it. Lots of interaction. <laughs> yeah, yeah, lots of interaction. Yeah, seventy six. Nobody was Yeah, man, on man, yeah that. that's what I was. I My man, 76. look, you're
4: you're all right. Seventy six. Let me explain something to you. Sometimes seventy six, his morale goes down because <laughs> of the Big primarily, and and that crowd. Uh, we're a little bit different here on the chat box and on the show. Everybody gets along. Everybody's happy. We get a hater in here. We kick him out. It's not. A, it's kind of like the exclusive club of the exclusive club. And we love your contribution, dude. We're not banging. We weren't getting on you for banging on anybody, man. Uh, Please don't think that. Please don't think that. Uh, They, uh, a lot of responses probably from moaners on the big spur who literally are sitting there going, Thomas LaCroix sucks and he needs to be benched and move this guy over there. Let's move Petri over there. So, you know, just out of the, you know, th- and that's where some of the frustration from our end comes from. Is like, you got to keep in mind. I get up at four thirty in the morning, and immediately I'm hitting the face with like twenty seven different comments that just want to make me like rake my fingernails down a chalkboard. I mean, <laughs> or I'd rather rake my fingernails down a chalkboard. Um, and I, I try to kind of hold my tongue because while I never buy that whole other, you know, I can say anything you want because the customer's always right, and I pay my membership money or whatever because you don't go to somebody's bar and spit on them and yell at them and start fights, right? You get kicked out. I don't care if you're a customer or not. And I consider them members, not customers. I still really hold my tongue a lot because I could literally sit there and just take a, like, pea shooter and with a tranquilizer dart, every single one of them. And I understand we have a younger crowd, and I'm old man yelling at a cloud now and all that. But uh, I think that's sometimes you have to keep in mind when all three of us have gotten on here, we've already been exposed to, like, hot takes of the century all morning long, <laughs> and even from some of our fellow media members. And so so if it sounds a little short, it's not, man. Nobody's picking on you. We love everything that you do. Um, yeah, I don't think it's I any- all that what you bring did- in.
3: Yeah, I, I didn't I don't, say anything. I don't yeah. think
4: it was that, so...
3: I no, didn't mean, I mean it like was, that. All all I was saying was, you know, I think he had a bad weekend because of the turf. And let's you know, give him no, another we'll, couple of weeks. I think we'll see. I mean, I'm not sure how much clearer I can say that. I wouldn't I – Yeah, wouldn't
4: it was not you, dude. Now. I, wouldn't I think it's okay. probably all other people. Right. Quantrell does have a football question about Landon Thomas, who flipped back to Florida State. Landon Thomas is a pretty good player. Uh, I don't – I think Georgia's got – Another couple tight ends are looking at though. I don't know that, I don't think it would affect Michael Smith and I don't know that Michael Smith, Michael Smith pretty much locked into Carolina for a
3: long, yeah, long time. I think so. Uh,
4: so I don't, I don't know. Keep in mind too. Um, and I know it's still the state of Georgia and I know I've seen midnight in the garden of good and evil, which I thought was a terrible movie. Don't hate me for it. I just didn't <laughs> like it, but I did like the part where they explained <laughs> that Ugga is born don't and bred in Savannah. That's where they get the Uggas from. Did y'all notice that the new Ugga is named Boom?
3: Well, because no. Mushamp's there now.
4: Yeah, well, it was like the Pope. They they have a name, like a real name, and then they get christened, you know, Ugga 17 or Ugga 19 or, you know, like Pope John, you know. Like that's not like the name of the Pope right now. That's, his name's not really Francis. Yeah. It's it was something else, you know. Pope John Paul II had a Polish name, I think. I think that's how they do it. I'm not an expert on Catholicism, but anyway, but I, th- I thought it was kind of funny. They named one Boom. boom the next one's gonna boom, name Kirby, and boom. the next one's gonna name Bobo. Bobo would be a cool name for a little Bo- boy Bo- English bulldog.
5: Come here, Bobo.
1: I just assumed it was Boom now, but later to be like you said, like the puppet will, you know, the dog will be Uga. It is. They get
4: he goes to like they go from like they they name him, like Boom is the next Uga. And they have a big ceremony, and all of a sudden it's Ugga 19
3: or whatever.
1: White smoke. The whole bit. I mean, y'all should see it. The white, white smoke bin. comes from the chimney.
4: <laughs> this little dog comes out. I, I used to date a girl that was from Utah, right? A big college football fan. Only only girl I've ever I, I met in my single dating life that like knew who I was for my career. Just kind of nice for a while. Uh Big Tennessee fan, but went to the University of Utah, but still did not understand it was UGA. She called it UGA. She's like, that's I right. love UGA because she had a Utah accent. You know, I love UGA. Uga. That knows it's UGA, and that's second English is a second language
3: for her. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't <laughs> have uh corrected her. I remember the first time I played golf, Uga. and hope, I hope I will answer your question in just a minute. You can blame that on on uh, JC. Yeah, we did. Um, we did. <laughs> I, I the girl I dated in high school and into college. First time she ever played golf with me, she I g- gave her a golf ball. I knew it was going to be a disaster, but I let her play. She picked up the ball. She goes, "Titliest." I was like, "Yeah, titliest."
4: Yeah, don't correct that. You know? Oh, no, listen.
1: My German teacher was like, "It's titliest, Titlist. Titleist. <laughs> <laughs> tit-leist. <laughs> <I would've laughs> That's how you say it. Look at how it spells. it. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Oh, I should I should
1: <laughs> <it>. <laughs> she was the only teacher I had that I would generally be scared of. I mean, this woman was a straight Berliner right out of the times. <laughs> the <Russian laughs> yeah. Frau That
4: was the time on Sprockus when we dance. Titleist <laughs> Titleist.
3: <laughs> yeah. It's like uh that Tate Titshaw. Hopefully he commits to the game coach soon because he will quickly become easier. He's,
4: he's a running player. back though. So uh, I didn't ask, I didn't ask old Hale about Tate Titshaw.
3: Well, we'll have I said, to like, wait. Well, <laughs> well, <laughs> they,
4: well, they after everything, Davis.
3: after everything, uh, Bill said <laughs> to him, that would have been a breath of fresh air for Hale.
4: You, Hale. you said Titshaw. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey, Beavis, you want to go recruit Tate <laughs> Titchell? Yeah. Yeah. Tate Titshaw. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I want to point him. We're signed. Three, five star. Five star. Yeah. yeah. Uh, shut
2: up, Beavis
3: to hope's question earlier (laughs) sorry to interrupt um will mcgillis is more than likely going to be back uh sometime in early may so we're looking at about a month coming up this weekend go ahead tackle on an extra couple of weeks and um so i would say by the time he's really full go you can go ahead and circle the sec tournament is when he's probably going to be really truly feeling good he'll be back a little bit before that but um um, you know, that's one of those things. I think that you just kind of hope. And, and I'll let's say, let's put it this way on Hall. It's I would say I'm not. Do, don't take this as doom and gloom. Um, it's wait and see at best right now. But it doesn't mean that it can't improve because it certainly can. And they're pretty hopeful that it will. So this is I think one of those things where you know how teams quote unquote get hot at the right time of the year. Sometimes teams get hot at the right time of the year, and that that actually correlates with getting healthy at the right time of the year. Um, so uh, if Carolina can just kind of maintain status quo and just keep playing good ball, uh, maybe they can pick up steam by adding those guys back into the mix here in the next next month or so.
1: Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up too, JB, because I was thinking um, there was a play, I think it was Sunday, where a ball was hit, went between, I think, what Wimmer and Braswell and Derek and Tommy were talking about it as if one of them should have picked it up. Is is there a chemistry issue there with McGillis being out and Braswell being in between the two of them? I mean, some sort of, you know, relationship between short and second.
3: Uh, I wouldn't say that. I mean, it, those things happen. They shouldn't, you know, by this oh, yeah. time of the year. I mean, I think that, uh, you know, again, credit to John. He, kind of nailed this before the season, thought this team would be above average as a defensive team, and that's where they are. Um, I wouldn't call them good, great, or superb. I wouldn't call them bad, but I would say they're above average. Uh, So, no, I I, I just think – I think really what it is is you've got a guy short who has played short for less than one full year, and you got a guy at second who just got plugged in there a few weeks ago. Mm -hmm. So – is it, you know, chemistry or communication? I mean, you could argue that it's both, but I think that really is just from the fact that you got two guys in there, uh, who on their own don't have a, you know, just don't have a ton of experience with how to handle their side of things. From sometimes, yeah. so, yeah. Will you see
4: Caleb Denning awesome. make a comeback this year?
3: Well, I tell you what, man, I, 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 you know, I'm. Well no, I mean as long as Brewers hitting, I am I'm, I'm stunned with that. I really am. I I I talked to well, you know, I talked to somebody about this the other day. I I'm telling you, I went and watched him before one of the pin games and I I remember going, "Man, this guy, he is he's neat. Um, he's he's a pro hitter. It just the way he steps into the box and he handles himself. They moved him into that leadoff role, and he just hadn't been able to climb out of it. And it it is, and it's not at the level because this guy hit a lot more home runs. But y'all remember when John Jones was like the hottest hitter in the country about seven years ago, and then he literally he wouldn't hit water if he fell out of a boat. I mean he he fell off the map, and um, I feel for Denny because there's nobody who's put more pressure on him than himself. I don't know what's going on. Uh, I'm not sure that that's. Something we'll talk to Monty about tomorrow or not, but I, I just for again, you hope to get hot and healthy at the right time of the year. And he's a guy they've got to keep giving him chances because you're going to be in the postseason, so you got to get him going. Like having a big left handed bat, whether he's in the lineup or off the bench, is huge. Forget the average, how's he been? How what have you done for me lately is what it's all about now, and um. So we'll see, but yeah, I was, I'm started stunned. off
4: really well. Oh, yeah. yeah. So it's uh, yeah, it's just one of those things. So we yeah. will see, we'll see what happens. All right. We uh, are teed up by
3: traveling country com, The coolest club in the Carolinas. Quantro. Uh, final question before break. How about that? Sorry. Oh please. yeah.
4: Sorry. I didn't mean to jump on you there. Can't wait to UGA and Texas play again. I feel like UGA is bevo and get back after that bowl. Yeah. That was a surprising win for Texas. Normally they stink,
5: yeah.
4: <laughs> but uh, in situations like that. But uh, every now and then they'll jump up and bite you. I must have been Alabama this past year, but yeah, the, and those are the games. Like which, if you're a Texas or A and M fan, or Texas and Oklahoma fan, man, you've watched them play. Like, if you're Oklahoma, you, how many times can you watch them play at Kansas State and Iowa State and Kansas?
0: Yeah. And
4: and and then when they joined the Big Twelve, all the Texas schools, Baylor. How many times, if you're Texas, you you get it fired up about playing Baylor, even though Baylor whips your ass most of the time these days? <laughs> or Kansas State, I'm, I'm sure. You know, those fans, you know, all softness aside in Austin and all pseudo softness aside in Norman, those are great fan bases. I mean, and they deserve like Georgia coming to Texas. That's a big deal. LSU coming to Texas a few years ago, Uh, You know, that brought out Matthew McConaughey and A&M fans were like, oh, this is their one huge game. It's kind of like Carolina and Clemson. It's like, well, you know, Clemson plays Auburn at home, no matter how mediocre Auburn is. It's huge. Well, South Carolina's got four or five Auburns on their schedule. So uh, those fans deserve that out there. And that's uh, going to be quality. I just, you know, competitively, I want to sit here and still say I think Texas is going to get their nose beat in, their face punched in. Um, and Oklahoma will struggle to stop teams they'll be able to score. But you know what, guys? When they added Missouri and a and I thought the same thing. I thought it was good South Carolina was getting Texas A&M. I like that. That's a 6-6 six and six team from a soft conference that doesn't play defense. And, boy, did they surprise me. And, boy, did Missouri and their defensive line in particular the next couple of years surprise me. So maybe we're not giving them enough credit. I don't know. I tend to think Texas A&M, Missouri, both kind of understood going in the "oh crap" factor, <laughs> and so yeah. they all tightened up. I don't know that the arrogance of a program like Texas and Oklahoma will allow them to do that without a massive culture shift. Sure. Um, but still, you love to see Georgia marching into Austin and all that. I mean, those are games people have dreamed about. So it's 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 going to be awesome. Oh, it's going to be awesome, baby! It's going to be unbelievable. Oh,
3: yeah. All right, <laughs> <laughs> that's Just all I got to TV, say. About yeah, that. On,
1: on conference okay. realignment, I like that. Yeah, all right. So, between... man, H
4: man, the- gotta say, H man said about the bulldog. He said they sprinkle some Sanford Stadium urinal water on his forehead, and he be- magically becomes Uga twenty-one up. or whatever.
6: <laughs> or bark at young. him.
4: Ritual, the ritualistic bark in a circle. Woo. Mm-hmm. What do you say, Bull Regard? Oof. What about you, Donnie? Woof, go dogs.
3: <laughs> there you go. Go dogs in a, in a coach o voice. All right, it what? is uh time for our final timeout of the afternoon. Signorama is the preferred sign partner of Gamecock Athletics. If you went to Williams Bryce, you figured that out quickly. com. You want to use Signorama in Columbia, they can go all over. The state of South Carolina. Gamecock owned and operated 803 407 9284. Hats off to Matt Vaughn and his team at Sinorama in Columbia. Time out, final time out, as a matter of fact. And we will listen to the horror and be right back. New Year and the days of being back in the pool and boat are quickly approaching. Many of us don't have the time to hit the gym, but Charleston Fitness Equipment can change that for you. Outfit your home with a treadmill, elliptical, or my favorite, a home rower that allows you to row with the pros all over the world. They have free weights, home gyms, flooring, and much more that makes keeping or getting in shape much more convenient. Located in Mount Pleasant, visit CharlestonFitnessEquipment.com for more. Get in shape like our Gamecocks. Charleston Fitness Equipment, proud partners of Inside the Gamecocks, the show.
5: NMLS 2229
4: L-O-N-M-L-S 1772-182 Eddie I want you to take me
1: to Disney World The Horror
4: The Horror Calm down, calm down JC is here As y'all know, folks, the family and I have visited Disney World many times, but it can be overwhelming, especially if it's your first time going to the most magical place on earth. I highly recommend wherethisroadleads.com and my friend Cherie, a certified Disney vacation planner. That's right, the mouse has given her permission to book your family vacation hassle free. You don't know where to go, don't know where to stay, don't know where to eat, don't know what to do. It can be overwhelming. So get on WhereThisRoadLeads.com and schedule your free consultation right now. She can help you out. The prices are very reasonable. You don't pay any extra fees. Uh, in fact, she's much more reasonable maybe than booking it straight through Disney. So for your next Disney vacation, or you know more likely your first, so you don't panic, go to
3: WhereThisRoadLeads.com and talk to Cherie, certified Disney vacation planner, a partner of Inside the Gamecocks, the show. This is
2: Braylon Wimmer, South Carolina Gamecock Baseball, and you are listening to Inside the Gamecocks, the show. Go Cocks.
1: Welcome back, everybody, to Inside the Gamecocks, the show, presented to you by Express Sunrooms of Columbia. Live from the with Studios, and how do we want to wrap this day up, y'all? I see, I days. got
4: it. It's I'm wondering, morning. so, because we, we opened the show with this, so we're going to... So, do they neuter the Ugga... And is that a ceremony where they stand in a circle and all like, oh, hell, someone bring me the holy pruning shears. We will, we will send this dog to the Ugga, uh, lift him to the Ugga throne, to the right hand of Rit, at the feet of Dooley, and to the left hand of Munson, all oh, hail the mighty Bulldogs. <laughs> Sniffle. Woof. woof, 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 woof. Gobble dogs. <laughs> sniffle. Woof, 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 woof. That poor dog. Hey, he's probably, you know, passed out. Give me There's that.
1: There's got to be stud fees associated. With, I mean, you know, could you imagine that? Like race
3: horses. I was like, I, hey, this yeah, pit I, dude I, wasn't. I, I, I'm with,
4: I'm with BRC
3: thing. here. I'm with you, BRC. You're my man. I don't know what's happened today. I have no idea what these two. <laughs> co- <laughs> Figured out before the show and why they want to talk about everyone's nuts all day long. I am not, trying to get the Manscaped sponsorship back. We
4: want it back. You know, <laughs> all the Manscaped sponsorship. Poor back.
3: hope. Where's hope and Tiffany and all the females in here? I got to hear all this ball talk throughout the afternoon. <laughs>
4: I just thought it would be like, go, dog, snip them. Woo, woo, woo. Go, dog, snip them. To the right hand of Rick at the feet of Dooley and to <laughs> the left good. hand of the holy Larry Munson, <laughs> we sacrifice these nuts. <laughs> to the honor of Sanford, they will be buried beneath the hedges.
5: <laughs>
4: and Herschel
5: Hers- 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 will come in saying-
4: and say a prayer. Holy, holy rehearsal. We will now sing from the Hymn of the Dog. Page four, chapter three. Holy, holy Herschel. Holy, <laughs> holy
3: Herschel. Oh, God. Ryan, if you want to hear me, no. This, I you don't can think. come to one of the two Carolina Rise events that's coming up next week, as a matter of fact. <laughs> J.C. will have a stand-up uh, for about ten minutes at each event, in which he will... <laughs> Pour about seven gallons of bourbon down his throat before he steps on stage. You will hear <laughs> a mixture of Coach O, British guys, and Georgia ball stuff. Uh,
0: Carolina so rise tickets. Be are a ceremony, available. sir. The big spurt. Uh Hey,
3: JC, with Jalen Nichols' injury, any any word on whether he'll still be able to make the events or TBD? I would say it's
4: definitely way up in the air. Um, A lot of times when kids get hurt, they would kind of withdraw from school and they go rehab, maybe back in Charlotte or something. Um, So I would say he would be one. But we've got seven O-linemen without – or six without him. Uh, And so you probably get to see the next left tackle, Uh, maybe Sidney Fugard, Ja'Kai Moore. Um, And and that's good. You know, Ja'Kai Moore, Shane said the other day, he's been having some personal issues and he hadn't been with the team uh, I do want to tell everybody, though, and this is good news that I did talk to him about the event the other day, and he seems to be doing fine and said he would be at the event. So I didn't really get into what was going on because, I mean, I'm not his buddy or anything. <laughs> I just kind of, you know, give him NIL deals and stuff, but he sounded good and sounded like he'd be there. So. Whatever kind of good sign that is for whatever he's going through, I was happy. So, you know, and, and now that he's going to compete to be a starting left tackle, they need to kind of get him back. Craig, it has not been announced, but it's a, definitely a knee injury that's going to put him out for the year.
3: Yeah, he won't, he so, won't, he will not be playing in 23, Craig. BRC's uh, we'll, is, but ahead. we'll let him do that. Yeah, it's, I mean, the word I got yeah, last I'm, night, I, I, certainly I,
4: I said right. all I wanted to say about him. TBS. I didn't get into the details. I'll let him announce that. But I do felt like I did feel like you know I had enough info to go on that he was you know gonna miss you know m- probably miss most of this year. So dude, we'll I'll see. tell you I mean,
3: of all these guys that are coming to the event. By the way, I mean because I saw to carry on up close and personal this past week. He's huge. Um, yeah. I mean he's huge. Like when I say he's big, he is big. I mean he is nice and filled out, that is for sure. Yep. Um I'm excited to meet all of them next week, but uh certainly I don't think I've ever met any of these guys. But Mario
4: uh, and Mario Anderson will be there too. So you yeah, that'll be and Juju McDowell. Uh and Xavier Leggett, who's also huge. All these guys are huge.
3: As a matter of fact, City I think Mario Anderson and uh Decarion Joyner are gonna have an arm wrestling contest for chicken wings or something. Right? Um so, looking forward to seeing that. But no, no, yeah. Joiner uh, excited to certainly see him. But golly, when I walked in the other day, he was right there and I was standing next to him. I said,
4: yeah, yeah, I, I, that's why when he moved to running back, I was like, you know, cause, and, and it's easy when you watch on TV or when you're in the stands, you know, probably cause he has the, the, the receiver quarterback shoulder pads on and stuff to, to not really get a sense of how big he really is. Uh, and that was, a concern that some people expressed, you know, on the big spur in here. Is he big enough? Can he run between the tackles? Yeah, he's got the – he's a lot bigger than people think. Now, coming That's out true. of high school, I, like I said, I thought he's a corner uh, if he wasn't a quarterback because he he was smaller and hips and all that. So, I, I don't know. I, I thought Jordan made some mistakes running the football the other night, guys, but I thought that he th- – they weren't like red flag kind of things. It was like, oh, well, in this instance – you need to cut sure. it back inside instead of bouncing it out, you know, and that's going to come, that always comes in time when these guys natural ability takes over. So I'm excited to see, uh, <clears throat> see what happens. Quantrell says Wanamaker gets slide to tackle. Well, with the situation they're in now, Quantrell with uh, case and Henry being out too, and see, that's another thing. His knee injury is pretty serious. Uh, he had all season surgery. They don't know if he'll be back either. So, yeah. Uh, Tyshawn has been playing outside at right
3: yeah, right tackle. Uh,
4: mm-hmm. And so the hope was he and Moore both would be guards and you could rotate your guards to centers and, and all that. But uh, so it's going to be Fugar, Jakai Moore, if Casey Henry gets healthy. But I think that's a huge if, big question mark right now uh, at tackle. And I, look. I, Help is really, on the way. Don't get me wrong. but
3: Well, yeah. I, I, it is, but that's down the road. I was going to ask you real quick because we're expecting – I would say the number is going to be somewhere between four and maybe eight on guys that depart the program, J.C., uh, from a transfer standpoint, okay? I, how many of those guys end up being – are on scholarship? I don't, I don't know, but some of them are going to be, obviously. Is there any chance – final question here of the day – that South Carolina finds a tackle? that they like and brings in, uh, and brings through the portal to be ready to go this year.
4: Oh yeah. I mean, I, if they could find one, but you know, th- that's the big problem is like, but who, you know, uh, it, it's, it, it was a, a it, they were fortunate and look I <laughs> Taylor Edwards and those guys had no idea that, that this was going to happen with Henry or with, uh, Jalen Nichols, obviously, but very smart and savvy to bring in Fugar and Gargiulo because, you you know, with as well as they were recruiting from the high school ranks. Um, And this is where that guy, that kid that ended up at Colorado, Isaiah Jada, hurts Mm -hmm. because that kid could have been your starting left tackle.
1: Yeah, that's what I was thinking. It's like, does this injury kind of solidify Gargiulo being the center?
4: Yeah. I, or over Sean Lee. I mean, one mm-hmm. of the two, but uh, see, but see, that's, that. that's the thing, you know, the Jada kid from, from Juco, they were like, this guy kick can step in and compete for, he's a true tackle type, tackle, yeah. you mm-hmm. know? And, and keep in mind, Ja'Kai was projected as a tackle, uh, you know, and, and, and in time, I think he did, has played better at guard, but look, man, this, this is a program that won, what, eight games and could have won more with, Justin Sorensen at, at right tackle. Uh, this is a program that had to oh. move guard Rokivius Watkins out to left tackle to play a year. They won eleven games. Uh, Rokivius was one of the best guards in the SEC, and they, they slid him out to tackle no problem.
1: And yeah. that's all they. All right. <laughs> <laughs> that's a little screen-
4: you're there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, a GameCop fan. I'm into, I'm into pitching basketball. So, yeah, the guy from Vanderbilt committed.
3: Where he Stutes. Dude. Dude. Yeah, Miles Stutes.
4: Uh, we got Stephen Clark from Citadel, the kid from Minnesota. Whittle has been reporting. That they look good for D.J. Black from Walford, And Mustafa Amzil is probably Carolina or New Mexico. Visited Miami. That's not happening. It's the big center for Dayton he can land some of these guys, I mean, you land Black and Amzell, that's at least a different-looking team with a lot more length and post-play and skill in terms of spotting up and shooting it. And I was saying, uh, I think it was on 107.5, you know, about Lamont Paris. I'm not so sure it's a bad idea Uh, because at first he was not going to do the Wisconsin stuff. I said it yesterday. I don't know that that's a bad idea if they get these guys because a lot of these guys are bigs that can stretch the floor and shoot, and you got Michi and those other guys coming back. So that's uh, that could be a recipe for some sneaky success. That's what you want. Mm-hmm. All right, says so pronounce Stuty.
3: Stuti, Stuti. says, "Can I Stuti. change your? Can I change your socks? Very sneaky, sir." Miles Stuti. Stuti. Very studious. Stuti. Uh KFC. I, I would. I'd be more shocked if my I woke up with my head sewn to the carpet than seeing Luke Dody lead this program. He ain't going anywhere. Yeah, um, also, I've, got, I've got
1: that. already. Up. the message boards, he's already got one foot out the door, though.
4: Also, oh, KFC okay, yeah. Big Go Tree's early early.
2: Early. <laughs> big. Well.
4: Big Tree is going to be there in May, so he's coming in. It's the, he's he's this class, so he'll be there. Big Tree, Travon Ball, and Jatavia Shivers will all be there. So. Hey, you can get Big Tree ready. He's certainly huge. Six they don't call him Big Tree for nothing.
1: That's and one of them started starting what halfway through his freshman season. So yeah. I mean it's not unheard of.
4: No. And, and look, Marky wrong. Anderson struggled being thrown to the wolves at left tackle, but he also did some nice things for a true freshman. So yes. let's let's just let's just all hold hands and hope.
3: Yeah. All hold hands and hope, like our friend Hope. Yeah, Luke no, Dody uh, ain't going anywhere. I, I just put it this way: you can't get it on better accord than, than than where I've got it from. He'll be in Columbia, and he'll be a quarterback. Uh, so we will uh, we we'll, we'll squash that bug while we're at it. But all right, we got to go, JC. You we're we're getting fined for going over here. So the next show know, is waiting sucks. in the wings to start. We don't we don't want, we don't want to upset those guys. Um, yeah. We do have Monty Lee joining us tomorrow. Uh, this is pretty cool because, guess what? Monty Lee was Justin Smoke's hitting coach when he set the freshman record for 17 uh, home runs. He's also Ethan Petrie's hitting coach who just broke that record. So we'll get a compare and contrast type opinion from the guy, instrumental in both careers of young men. So looking forward to that. Thanks to uh, Sawyer and uh, Owen Hale, crystal ball-dropping McGranahan for joining us today. Thanks to Phil for getting us off on the wrong foot. And for Jace, to JC for continuing that over the next two hours and three minutes. <laughs> you holy ball-loving holy freaks. That's <laughs>
4: holy, holy Herschel.
2: <laughs>
3: we'll see you tomorrow from the Sinorama Studios on Inside the Gamecocks, the show.